Hey y'all, quick housekeeping up front. Tiffany and I have not been able to record for the past few weeks for different reasons. Tiffany is on vacation and I am temporarily occupied at the moment. So we're releasing an older episode from our vaults. The audio setup is a little outdated compared to what we have now, but we're still happy with the episode and we hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hey Tiff. What up, Chris? Let's start the song. I love this song. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? No. I'm Tiff. And I'm Chris. And today, he listens to one of my favorite albums, which is Going to Hell by The Pretty Reckless, who I have followed since their first album, because I followed Taylor Monson from Gossip Girl, and then one of my friends passed away and was obsessed with her. And so when my friend passed away, I then got into the music a bit more to, like, remember my friend Brittany. And so then I had to wait for this album. And, like, Going to Hell came out, like, as a song. And I was like, this is just okay. Because I was just a real obnoxious teen. (laughs) As most of us were. (laughs) And then I am really hearing, because I think we had, like, one or two more singles, but I refused to look things up. And I was like, okay, I might like this album. And then it came out right after my birthday that year. And I remember being like, oh, I love this album. Yeah. (laughs) What are your opinions? So, yeah, uh, I'm going to do a quick little clarification here, though. And I'm going to say we're doing a little project, Young young Tiff and I. I'm sorry, who? Young Tiff and I. It's a... That's your alter rap name. I like it as a whole. I know you meant Young Tiff and I, but I read it as Young Tiff and I. <laughs> oh, that sounds good, though. Young Tiff and I. Thank you. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right. So, my, uh, my, this, ooh, careful. I hit my elbow on the table. That is correct, unfortunately. Oof. Right in the funny bone. I'm okay. It okay. was not funny. It, yeah. No, lone laughs here tonight, folks. <laughs> Okay, maybe some laughs. Any laughs in podcast land will be punished. Oh, no. All right, tell them. Project. Yes, so we basically just did a little album switcheroo where we gave each other one of our favorite albums because during the pandemic last year, I decided that I never really gave music a fair shot, specifically in album format. He did not. That is correct. And Tiffany was a big album girl during our early friendship and most of her life, I'd say. Yeah. So I started listening to more music, one of my... and. Uh, I decided that this would be a fun opportunity for us to share and talk about stuff we love. Now, what Tiffany picked, I won't talk about my album. What Tiffany picked was, of course, as she just stated, The Pretty Reckless is Going to Hell from 2014. You can listen to us talk about Chris's album whenever the fuck we let you. Yeah, exactly. In part two. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, uh, the only thing I knew about this album was Taylor Momsen. For you was Gossip Girl. For yeah. me was Cindy Lou Who in the cursed version of The Grinch. <laughs> You mean the artistic version of The Grinch? It was artistic, all right. <laughs> so, and I read a, I read a little bit on our, the background of her about how she, after Gossip Girl, she kind of retired from acting to go into music because she felt like it was an easier way for her to express herself. Yeah, they have a new album that came out this year that I haven't gotten a jam to as hard. So I listened to this album for the first time, and honestly to this band for the first time, The Pretty Reckless. So nuts, because I was obsessed with them. I heard that name quite a bit, being thrown around in, like, the alt-rock kind of grunge circles. Yeah. Uh, but my genuine, like, I guess first impression was, I thought this was good and neat. And uh, I, I was a little taken aback at first because I, I knew it came out in 2014. So I figured some element would be kind of a throwback 
what I didn't expect was like lyrically and in some cases musically for it to be a throwback to like the 70s style of rock. Oh, she fucking loves that shit. Like there's a there's a a mini album or whatever the fuck we call them. EPs, uh, I think. Thank you. No problem. Mini album is I believe K-pop speak. <laughs> That's fine. Um where they have a song just that whole mini album that has Hit Me Like a Man on it mm-hmm. is so like old rock it is so classic rock which is not a genre i know well but i was like maybe i like classic rock <laughs> yeah i was gonna say there, there's a lot more roots and stuff like black sabbath and uh and bands of that nature and mostly that lyrically it was just kind of it it, it was a very appropriately titled album going to hell yeah because lyrically it is just about like kind i don't want to say generic but kind of the more some of the more tropey elements of, it like, rock. It was a sophomore album. Yeah. It very much was a sophomore album. And again, I don't think that's a bad thing. That, no. That's something that could probably grow on me after a while. At first, just, you know, lines like, you know, evil knocking at the door, making me its horror. I was like, whoa. It's like, subtleties, out the window. But also... And that's fine for rock. I hated that song <laughs> at first. That really fucked you up. And then if you listen to the deluxe edition, which I do... You get the unplugged version. Yes. Which I was obsessed with. That's what made me love that song. I believe that song goes under the title Sweet Things. Yeah, that's called Sweet Things. That's also the song that features uh, the rare, the rare male vocalist on the album. Yeah. No idea if it's a member of the band or just some schmuck in we the studio. We don't need to know him. Exactly. I've named him Steven. Steven doesn't matter. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> Steven makes his appearance on that and the acoustic version. I uh, do not know his real name. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I think it's one of the band members. I do too. I unfortunately I, I didn't look up enough to know like who the band members were, so I don't know if they're like old friends or like studio workers who just uh, got kind of roped into this. But uh, you know they do solid work. The band yeah. vocalist sounds good. It's a uh, the guitar in the regular version of that though is fucking fun. Lots of lots of heavy distortion on this album. Yeah. Again, I was kind of thrown aback by how old school rocket was and that there was a lot more like metal influence and i mean metal like when i said black sabbath i mean that in the old school style metal not the thrashed cannibal corpse style of metal with the double the double pedals on the drums and stuff yeah. like that yeah it's, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, it felt like an album that would have been completely plucked out of like 1978 or something like can that. can we go track by track yeah sure okay i will tell you what they are so the album starts with Follow Me Down, yes. which was a single, and I was, originally when I heard it, was like, this is alright, because this album was such a grower for me. Like, I liked this album, it was fine, and then I kept listening to it mm-hmm. in my headphones, and I was like, holy fuck, this album's musically so cool, though. Like, they do so many cool things with, like, the instruments in this album. Yeah, there. it's, even though it's... Uh, Influenced by older rock, it uh, it's still pretty content to like kind of to grow past that. There's a lot of different uh, instrumentation choices. Sometimes uh, they'll even incorporate some more interesting elements of like random sound effects and stuff like that in the background. How did you feel about the start of this album? I thought this was album was a very interesting start. It, it's and considering where the album goes for there, that was probably one of the best uh, choices. Yeah, for, for sure. For a leading track, because it just tells you right up front, like, this is it. This is the album. And it's like, cool. I know what I'm in for. Kind of a 
heavy, grungy, rocker kind of album. And also, right off the bat, and this will probably come into play more song by song, but yeah, wow, what a dynamic voice on Taylor Momsen. I fucking love her voice. The In fact, the whole album, to my non-engineer ears, kind of felt it Ear-geneers. was... Ear-geneers? <laughs> Hmm, you sure? No. Yeah. No. I wouldn't be sure Move along. Move along. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing happened. But all I was going to say was that the album feels mixed in a way where it prioritizes her voice over, like, the instrumentation. Not that they're, like, brought down too quietly. It is a rock album. But it definitely feels like, first and foremost, like, let's showcase what she can do. Let's showcase in this first song how she can go quickly between, like... Just a good singing voice to like a really nasty, and I mean that she possibly gets really crunch. grungy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Courtney Love comparison and reviews I've heard. So the next track, the tight, the titular track, "Going to Hell." Yes, which was fine, and then again, fucking loved it. Was also a single. I'm not gonna lie. If we're gonna go track by track, I I will say this: this album is very consistent in, like, a way a uh, an old-school Paramore album is, which yeah. is, like, if you like the first song, then you're going to like the other ones because they're kind of just riffs on that. Yeah, and there I are d- certain ones that stood out to me my first lessons. Correct, yes. And yeah. I don't want to mean that, and again, that's not a insult. Sometimes it's great when an album prioritizes consistency over, like, wild swings. So... From there, we have another big single, Heaven Knows. Oh, uh, Heaven Knows was the one that made me go, I'm gonna fucking love this album. Now that's the one that got you. Yeah, that's the one that got me my first listen. I was like, oh, I love Heaven Knows. I like this one, too. Really? Why? Because it's called Heaven Knows, and it would be blasphemous to not like it. Yeah, your mom would be really disappointed. She would. Oh, my God. That Can old... I tell them about... I'm gonna tell them. So the other day... I was at Chris's house, and I think you said, like, oh my god, or something. And your mom went, she was not happy. She called you out. (laughs) She's she's the kind of person that still gets a little upset if you say, god damn it. That's what it was. She was not happy with you. Which sucks for me, because I love the phrase, god damn it. You really do, but your mom don't. It's just so quick and impactful. Now, speaking of my mom... She's not involved in the rest of this. Because nope. the next song is called House on a Hill. Hey, my mom lives in a house. She's seen a hill, presumably. <laughs> house on a hill. I don't think she's ever seen a hill. Your mom would have told me if she'd seen a hill. Wow, fuck you for saying that about my mom. <laughs> I fucking love your mom. <laughs> house on a Hill um, was one of those songs when I would take like a soothing bath. I would put House on a Hill on my playlist. I'd be like, ooh, we changing the mood. Yeah, I was going to say, this one was a nice little change of pace. And it yeah. Brought it down just a little. It well, still had, like, the grunginess you wanted, but it was still like, hey, those were a lot, huh? Let's <laughs> let's take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> now that, uh, and they eventually do bring it down in a big way, but we'll talk about it in a second. Because yes. the next song is the aforementioned Sweet Things, which we talked about earlier. The first duet Kind of feels like a loose story song in a sense. Yeah. Reminds me of like some uh, some random Avenged Sevenfolds type of songs. Yes. So I uh, I, I love like the that. guitar in Sweet Things. The guitar is especially crunchy. In it's it. very like and you're like I fucking love this. There's a lot of songs where like they they're, they're they seem determined to cram at least three to two really nice riffs in it. So I like that one. Like now here is the first like. Proper change of pace and something that I think is interesting. Dear Sister, 
a one-minute ballad. Yeah, it's just a cute little, like, oh, hello. And this is an interesting theme going forward. Every song here, time-wise, clocks in at about four to five minutes. Sort of, like, on that weird precipice of, like, long but not too long. I feel like... Especially considering, like you said earlier, they're not content with just, like, writing the same riff. They no. The choruses, there's bridges, they'll sometimes they'll throw in a little flair. And extra. I feel like you don't always feel it. Like, there are some songs that are four minutes, and you're like, oh boy, I have been here for four minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how long these songs are, because I fucking love these songs. Yeah, which is fair. This one is the only, one of the only minor exceptions, which it, uh, just a minute of, like, a sweet little ballad, you know? Dear Sister, I thought it was going to be actually much more sentimental based on the title, but she's still kind of keeping a theme uh, with Hellish. The, it, this feels like a story album, but without telling the story. And I don't, It's like I don't mean it as the Clip Notes version of a story. Yeah, like more going for the theme of Hellfire and Descent and stuff like that, and less about a person going through that. Yes. And then from there, we go on to Absolution. Absolution. <laughs> I love. <laughs> this is a good one. I love Absolution. Like, it's so good. It's so good. That little... It's just so good. Have I said it's good yet? You have. Oh. At least three times. It I is don't a think good I've song. said it enough. <laughs> More people need to know. More people need to be out there looking for Absolution. You know? Absolution is a fun one. I, it's probably my second favorite track on the album. <gasps> Ooh, okay. okay. Number one is the next track, Blame. I don't know why, but the, I just like the sound of this song, Blame. Oh, Blame Me? Yes. Oh, Blame oh, it Me? Is, it is called Blame Me. So. Blame Me was one of those that, like, I, I also couldn't tell you why I love it. It it had to grow on me, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was not one that immediately grabbed me. But, like, when it did, it was like, oh, I gotta go listen to that song again. I gotta I got go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this one kind of... This is the one that stood out to me the most. Uh, it, yeah, it, it just really stuck with me, this whole blame me situation. And then from there, we get to one of the more interesting songs from a, a sonic point of view. Why'd you bring a shotgun to the party? Which uh, I can only describe as like a very loose anti, anti-second anti no, amendment. No, Burn! I did skip Burn. And Burn is my favorite song on the album. A sweet, tiny, two minute, barely two minutes little uh, little interlude almost. When I was a little sad, little 20-year-old being 20, uh, I, I would put Burn on. I'd just have a good little cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good cry song. It's interesting to me. I always viewed this song, always, since I just this song. <laughs> I kind of viewed this song initially as like a palate cleanser, as like a way to transition yeah. between the heavy song. That's what the two shorter songs in here feel like. Yes. More like just little breaks. You drink some water. Yeah. Yeah. I love Burn. Burn is still one of my favorite songs on the album. Burn's a good one, though. It's long enough to where it feels like a real song. Dear Sister feels more like, like I said, more like just a... It's an idea we A have. part. Yeah. It's like the way rap albums have interludes. Yeah. Yeah. Just without the skits and stuff. Ugh. Rock needs more skits. I highly disagree. <laughs> so Rock needs... Way more skits. If most rapper skits are horrendously unfunny, what makes you think the rockers are going to be any better? <laughs> it's really funny. I just would love going into like an Incubus album that we take a second for a skit. <laughs> then Drive comes on. I would be interested to see how that works out. <laughs> so now, I'm sorry I skipped that. Now yeah. we're on Why'd You Bring a Shotgun to the Party. 
which has shotgun sounds in it. This song's a fucking mess. It also has what sounds like machine gun sounds and yeah, just kind of generic sounds. That's what I meant. Sounds. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, just bad like... machine gun sounds. It's in the chorus. It's a really fun song to sing, though, when you know it. Like, it's such a, like... Because the, the verses are so like, ba-doo, 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 ba-doo. But then the chorus is like, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
it just says it has music videos for them. <laughs> That's very funny. I've heard the. I haven't actually seen the music videos, so. Oh, they're a treat. I watched them because, as you know, I have a lot of feelings about this band that I still follow. Absolutely. So that yeah, this is sense. not the version I am used to having. There is more music on the one that I usually have, but it's the only one that Spotify had. And correct. So that's what we did. And those uh, acoustic covers are first an acoustic cover of "Going to Hell," a live version of "Going to Hell," which means it's just Momsen and the guitar and it still sounds pretty good honestly she goes for a more of like kind of a a western twang with it yeah sounds a bit like a song that you ride on a horse during uh, the golden hour you know? how dare you talk about my horse you know i said i didn't want to tell them about my fake horse i have no idea why you said that just now <laughs> since i mentioned nothing about your horse <laughs> talking to the podcast land about their horses or a hypothetical horse so you just kind of outed your own horse up by yourself. Oh, man. I've got to tell my horse. <laughs> You're going to have to. He hates it when I talk about him in front of other people. And you've given away his gender. No, my horse. <laughs> Terrible. Move along. Nothing to see here. There's also an acoustic version of Sweet Things, which was not the song I would have thought no. to do an acoustic version of, but it sounds pretty nice, honestly. I love Sweet Things acoustic. A bit more... Obviously, acoustic just has to naturally be subdued, but they kind of tone down the song in general. The way they sing it, too. Yeah, it's a bit more sensual, which makes things, since the man in it sounds something like a predator, so. <laughs> he does sound like a little creep who's going to get you. Yeah. I, I think that's the point. Yeah, he is. I think. It feels like, if I had to guess, the story of Sweet Thing is, she starts as a cute little sweet thing, and he's like, I'm going to get you, and she's like, you've made me a monster. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, I think it's fun. Like, that's such a good song to have done acoustic. It feels like a... The album almost feels like a good version of that, like, trope of people being like, you know, I'm not like... I'm not like the other girls. But without, like, the misogyny and the the self-hatred, to put it down, just meant like, I'm not like the other girls because I'm going to hell kind of I stuff. I believe it's going to hell, but I refuse to click the song to... No. Uh, one of the songs on this album, it might be the song Going to Hell is what I mean, um, is like a sequel song in a way. There is a song on their first album where she is talking to a priest mm -hmm. and then she does a murder and then goes to like jail or something. And then the first lyrics of the one on this album are like, I've been gone for a while because of like the past. And like, it's in reference to a song from their first album. Well, that's fun. I yeah. I like that. That rewards longtime listeners like yourself. I was like, that's for me. Yeah. There's a story for me. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. really clever. I, I was like, ooh, he doesn't even know because he's a dumb baby who doesn't know this album. Well, okay. Dumb baby. All right, Goo -goo -ga -ga. then. Mm -hmm. We done here? <laughs> We're not. Because the other thing I wanted to talk about... <laughs> yeah. Was the uh, the producer of this album, whose name unfortunately I cannot pronounce? Oh, I'm nope. Uh, and unfortunately, this was a man who eventually passed away in 2018. <gasps> My friend. Which is a reason that the Pretty Reckless went on kind of a hiatus. Yeah. And then didn't come back till this year. I wonder why we didn't get another album until this year. So this guy is a classic producer. He's been around quite a while. He produced a. Uh, I think the most noteworthy thing on here that I saw he produced was a little album called The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Well, sorry, I did not look any of this up. I'm so excited right now. Shut up. He was also... At, I wonder if that hitting's going to come through. I hope they know that I hit you. I think I saw the sound bars come up. We'll, <laughs> we'll add in a sound effect if it didn't. 
<laughs> he also was the engineer on a little album called Riot by Paramore. So Ooh. this was a guy who had his bona fides in making rock bands, specifically like kind of younger rock bands, yeah. sound the best they can. So whether or not you like these bands, he also seemed to have produced some work for Breaking Benjamin and Papa Roach. I didn't fucks with them. So even so, it's one of those things, like whether or not you like these bands, he is the kind of engineer that's going to make them sound the best that they can. Yeah, for sure. That's someone who definitely knew what they were doing. So yeah, that's why this album, even with its like, I'm going to say this as a compliment, but... It's a generic album. The sophomoric lyrics... Yes. ...benefit well from the real, the really good mixing and the choice to put Taylor Momsen's voice up in front. I also believe, don't, don't at me, don't fact check me, that they're a band band. Like, I think those are her, like, those people play with her. And so, like, it's a treat. Yeah, uh, they are mentioned as, so you can always tell, like, what's a band band and what is, like, a project with a name. Yes. By how prominently the other members are featured. And based on all the publicity photos and all the websites and stuff like that, the other members are given names and prominent, like, uh exposure like they are on the cover if they're not on the cover of the album they're usually in the publicity stills and stuff like that so yeah it is like a real band it's not something like modern day maroon 5 or in a lighter note something like uh, nine inch nails which was the trent reznor project with a rotating cast of musicians fun fact about nine inch nails when i would get sick and i was about 18 i would just put all of nine inch nails on repeat and go at least i have a friend That's just a fun fact about my relationship with Nine Inch Nails. That's fair. Double fun fact. The lead guy from Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, worked uh, to produce an album by some artist named Halsey that came out this year. He was on that album? Well, he produced it. Yeah. Him him and this other man, Atticus Ross, who he's been working with producing mostly film soundtracks like The Social Network and stuff. So, yeah, they produced and engineered Halsey's new album. Which sucked because I thought it was kind of boring. I thought I liked it a lot. I thought it was weird and atmospheric. I kind of felt like she was very experimenty and fun with her old stuff, but that's just because I love music that sounds like it belongs in a supernatural teen drama, Mm -hmm. and it didn't scratch that specific itch for me, so this album might not have been for me. And that's exactly why I liked it, because I'm not going to lie, Halsey in the past has been super hit and miss with me. I think their early stuff is... Like on the low end of a little embarrassing at times, <laughs> and uh, and some of her, their more recent stuff is on the high end of boring. Wait, but they this, them pronounce? Yes, they. Okay, uh, they, I did not know this. No, that's okay. I only recently found out about that, and also because a lot of reviews I read for the album mentioned that. So okay, yeah. But uh, they also produced this album while pregnant, which yeah, mad respects. But I like that shit. I like atmosphere. I like. And I just like the work of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. They do a lot of stuff that you're supposed to just kind of sit in. And I get why that doesn't appeal, especially on a first listen. Yeah. Honestly, around halfway through the album is when it clicked with me. Okay. And see, I didn't get that far. I went, this is boring and I have other things I can do. (laughs) Yeah. So you have no opinion on the album as a whole. No. Which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's an album. You know, you've got other things. I really, I'm so stressed. Anyway, shut the fuck up, Halsey. Not you. Oh, I was You scared. never shut the fuck up. Oh, I thought you loved Don't me. Don't you ever shut up. I if won't. I tell you to shut up, you tell me to shut up. I think I do. I think they know that I have. <laughs> I'll just be like, you shut up. Are you saying Halsey knows? Mm, maybe. Well, it was just because you said they. Yeah, I know. I got the goof. <laughs> I like that you explained it for the world, though. I followed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Y'all, fair. Y'all, this can't be who we are. <laughs> it can't. 
So, enough about Halsey. We'll talk about them another time. Yes. But for now, closing thoughts on the Pretty Recklesses going to hell. Hold on. I will give you a scale. Okay. Uh, I want a letter grade. Okay. A being the best. Mm-hmm. C is still failing. Are we allowed to do plus and minuses? Yes. Okay, C is... C is failing? C is not good enough. You would have to retake that test. Jesus. Like, uh, is this the American school system we're going on? This is the Tiffany school system. Okay, fair. Uh, B plus right now. Talk to me again after I've listened to it and let it sit for a while. Yeah, it's definitely a grower of an album. I feel like the more time you spend with it, the more you're like, oh my god, I love that album. It definitely hovers somewhere between B plus and A minus. I'll say that. I can take that. Yeah, no, I like this album. And again, like, I actually liked it the more I listened to it. Which, you know, some albums start strong then kind of lose their momentum. This album, for me, like, it just started to... It, it kind of stayed on its track, and I started to click with it. One of the last times... We all know I love this album. It's an A-plus album, a perfect album. I love this album. Great choice. But, um, I... One of the times we've been together recently, I think, uh, was when we where it was that last time I was at your place and I had said something to your dad about maybe wanting to get into classic rock. It's because I had literally listened to this album again for the first time in like a year. And I was like, do I like classic rock? <laughs> I I think there's some classic rock you could definitely enjoy based on what you've heard of this album. I would definitely recommend like some Black Sabbath, especially Which like I've dabbled in already. Early Black Sabbath. Some, yeah. Some Iron Maiden would be good. They're clearly kind of riffing on them. Judas Priest. Just for their cool name just alone. Just a name. Just a name to me, that one. Yeah, Same yeah. with Iron Maiden. Which like, is... I've never actually... I just know the name from that one song where that guy goes, Iron Maiden, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that song? Shit, I forgot the song, but yeah. That song doesn't matter. Moving along. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are definitely some good, like, bands to start looking into if you yeah. enjoyed the rock on this album. Because, yeah, this I is... like a dirty little rock. But yes. I'm that way with most music. Like, I want a song that kind of make me feel nasty. Especially with rock, you know? Yeah. I like a... Because I like a nasty rap, too, as you know. Yeah. And this this album I like, it, it walks that fine line of, like, sounding really good without sounding too polished, you know? Yeah. It's still, like... Like, this album made me feel like I might have found it outside, but I still would have taken it home. It makes me think of, like... It's a totally different kind of rock they're doing, but in contrast, it makes me think of an, a band like Greta Van Fleet who wear their Led Zeppelin uh, influence pretty proudly and do it pretty poorly. Most people don't <laughs> like Greta Van Fleet. I don't think that's controversial to say. Uh, they, they, their stuff tends to sound pretty uh, soulless is the word I've used a lot. Oh, no. Plastic, unengaging is this how you're for about boomers. Me? Oh, is that how you talk about me? I was hoping that last one would dissuade you. <laughs> So, You'll never get me. You'll <laughs> never take me alive. <laughs> so that concludes our, our, our first part of this little two-part uh, experiment, let's say. When will part two come out? Who cares? Who knows? Hey, shut the fuck up. All right, then. <laughs> On that note, that's going to be it for us. So <laughs> I didn't know we were still going. Bye, y'all. Oh, bye in podcast land. All right, y'all. Just for a little bit of housekeeping. You can still follow us on Twitter at J-O-K-E-S-T-E-R-P-O-D. You can email us at the same thing, but at gmail.com. And please leave reviews. Y'all know I want them. I want to love you forever. Uh, Leave them where you can leave them. Tell your friends. Send me messages. Go, ooh, Tiffany, how's your vacation? Uh, And that's all my hot news. Bye-bye.